Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Jody Henriksen and Leslie Larson. story this week was suggested by a listener named Tiger. Jody Henriksen was 17 years old in 2009. She lived in Squamish, British Columbia, Canada. Squamish is at the northern tip of Howe Sound and is surrounded by mountains. It has a population of roughly 19,000. On Friday, June 19, 2009, Jody told her parents that she was going camping for the weekend at Cultus Lake, about two hours away from Squamish. She would be back on Monday or Tuesday. But Jody's actual plan was not to go camping. She was going to a party on Bowen Island. Bowen Island is only accessible by boat. It is an hour and a half away from Squamish. There is a ferry that runs back and forth throughout the day. The island is about seven miles long and four miles wide. It has a population of roughly 3,600. It is a popular vacation home location. It's not clear who Jody went to Bowen Island with, but her ex-boyfriend, 20-year-old Gavin Arnott, lived on the island. Gavin had a troubled past, marked with violent incidents. He was charged with assaulting Jody in April that year, and he was ordered to have no contact with her. The party was happening on Harding Road. According to a 2011 article by Neil Boyd in the Vancouver Magazine, which is where I got most of the information for this story, He describes Harding Road as a narrow lane with homes on four to five acre acre parcels on either side. 22-year-old Doug Harding was house-sitting for his parents the weekend of June 19th, and around 20 people showed up to party. According to the people at the party, Gavin was drunk and out of control. At some point in the evening, Jody left Gavin to attend another another party on Harding Road. When she returned, she woke Gavin up so they could leave. It's not clear where they were planning on going, but they caught a ride part of the way to Snug Cove, which would then take them to where the ferry would pick them up. They had to walk the rest of the way. They were seen around 4.30 a.m. walking and holding hands. Another couple driving to the ferry that morning saw Jody and Gavin on the side of the road around 6.30 a.m. This would be the last time that Jody was seen. Jody was not reported missing until four days later when she failed to return home from camping. She had not been in contact with her family since she left on June 19th. She would regularly post on social media and also talk to her brother almost daily, so not hearing anything from her was unusual. Gavin Arnott was considered a person of interest from the beginning since he was the last person to be seen with her. He said that he and Jody argued on the side of the road that morning about going back to the Harding house. He didn't want to, so he left her on the side of the road and walked to his dad's rental house. He said he last saw her walking to the ferry. Video surveillance does not show Jody on the ferry that day. Unless she was in someone's vehicle on the ferry, video would have shown her boarding or getting off the ferry that day, or any day after that. Authorities brought in helicopters and cadaver dogs to search Bowen Island for Jody. Because of how large the island is, they couldn't search every part of it. 
North Shore Search and Rescue, the RCMP, and their Marine and Air Services searched specific parts of the island, but nothing was found. In July, a shoulder-to-shoulder search of where Jody was last seen took place. They gathered eight garbage bags of material, but again, nothing of significance was found. In March 2010, Jody's case was classified as a homicide rather than a disappearance. In 2011, Gavin Arnott was charged with sexual interference and possession of child pornography for keeping illicit photographs of a 14-year-old on his phone and computer. He was convicted of interference and two breaches of undertaking. The pornography charge was withdrawn from prosecutors. In 2012, he violated his bail conditions by having contact with the victim and spent some time in jail. In May 2012, a body was found on Harding Road on Bowen Island. A resident went to investigate a strong odor and found a body in the bushes. The resident said that he thought the clothes were the same as what Jody was last seen wearing and that there was a plastic bag over the person's head. An autopsy revealed it was the body of a man and the death didn't appear to be suspicious. I read somewhere that it was likely a suicide. That, um, you don't hear of suicide by suffocation very often. You don't. You don't. And I'm not, I can't remember where I read that, if that was the official, or if they just thought, I'm not, I'm not it's really just, sure. It's just um, that our body's natural instinct is to, is to live. And right. so to, uh, there, you, I mean, I guess strangulation is, is another way to, to get there, but it's a specific, it's a specific form of strangulation right. and, um, or suffocation. And uh, it just seems like you couldn't, you really couldn't. It would be hard to suffocate yourself by putting a, a plastic bag. It seems suspicious. Is what it I'm does, trying to it say. It does to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I couldn't find anywhere else. There was obviously an autopsy done, but that was all that it said. It mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't say. Mm-hmm. All this there could have been had. other things that made it. Yeah. Yeah. As for Jody Henriksen, police believe that she was met with foul play and never left the island. They think her body is buried somewhere on Bowen Island. Gavin Arnott has never been charged in connection with Jody's disappearance. There have been sightings and tips from as far as Calgary, but they, were not, they weren't able to confirm those sightings. Jody had no cell phone, no bank account, and little spending money when she left home to go camping. Jody was 17 years old in 2009. She would be 28 now. She is described as Caucasian, 5'3", with a small build. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a black leather jacket, a long-sleeved black shirt, blue jeans, and carrying a large black purse. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Jody Henriksen, please call the Bowen Island RCMP at 604-892-6100. With Gavin Arnett, um, he he had assaulted her at some point in April, this was in June, she had put a, a no contact order, which I don't know if that's the same kind of order as it is here for us. Like, is that, an, is that for us, is that like an order for protection or a harassment order? No, I think it was a court ordered. It was court ordered that she had, that he not have contact with okay. her because of the charges. Okay. I don't think it was something like a, like she did, 
Like oh, she filled it out. Was, oh, it was it a was court ordered f- one because okay. of the charges. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my understanding. The um which in that case, I mean, she obviously was breaking. Right. And had probably broken before. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a, it is a big jump to say to, to leap from a, a a no contact order to murder. Right. I mean, depending on what the charges were, depending what he did to her at the time, which had to be kind of severe. He assaulted her. He um, and and uh, did he strangle her? I mean, did he right. do those things that are are really are um, deadly in deadly and um and even the charges that come later uh possession of pornography um th- that you know it, it still is a jump to sit, go from there to murder uh unsavory maybe i mean certainly and concerning behavior yeah. but he he did have a past. Um, there were some other violent incidents. He had done something to his mother. Um, I don't remember if I gave details on that, but I think he maybe assaulted her, or there was something that happened. I don't remember what. Right. But so something was going on with him. I mean, he yep. had he had violent tendencies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the. And maybe I, I, you know, you just don't know. But somebody, she was, she was very tiny. Yeah. And um, somebody with violent tendencies could easily overdo. Mm-hmm. I mean, overreact, over. Mm-hmm. And um, if he was drunk, then it certainly that certainly could have happened. But yeah. um, charges were never made against him. Mm-mm. Which means they had nothing to go on. Nothing. So there could still be somebody living on Bowen Island who got away with murder. Or that at least knows something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a decent size island, mm-hmm. but... But there's a... And there's a... There's, that's, that's the island that had 3,600 people? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... Sorry, it's in Canada. It could be very dense with, with um, trees and things like that, but... Right. It could also be kind of sparse. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm just saying that our islands here in northern Minnesota and the ones that I know that are in Canada, you know, they, they have a lot of rock outcroppings, and so there's not a... It is kind of... It's not very dense. Right. In some areas, it's... It, you can see all the way across and through and mm-hmm. have um, a big land of exposure, but... Yeah, and the article, I mean, there was... There really wasn't a whole lot on, on her story... Um, other than the article by Neil Boyd for the Vancouver Magazine. And he he went into a lot greater detail, obviously, than we have time to on here, um, talking to witnesses and getting people's statements and and all that. So, you know, if people are interested in, in reading that, it'll be linked on our website. But um, there just isn't anything to go off of. I hate that. Yeah. That we have, we know, we, you know, that we don't have an, a whole lot of information about the life. She was only 17 years old. Right. I mean, you haven't lived much life that, by then. Right. But um, then to just 
and it just stops. Yeah. And to not have any, <clears throat> we don't get it. We don't gain a full picture of her. Right. In fact, we know probably in many, you know, more about the the boyfriend at the time than we do about her. Right. That feels like an injustice. Leslie Gail Reynolds was born in Great Falls, Montana. She graduated from C.M. Russell High School in 1972. She took a dental assistance course and worked in a dental office before getting married. Leslie and her husband, Dennis Larson, went mushroom picking along the Little Prickly Pear Creek in Wolf Creek, Montana on June 10, 1975. Leslie was wearing a yellow smock with green, purple, blue, and pink flowers. She wore blue jeans and navy and white canvas shoes, about seven or seven and a half. She wore a small gold oval bulova watch, a chain bracelet, and an antique style gold wedding set with one diamond. Her brown hair was ear length at the time and she wore copper colored wire rim glasses. The spot where they were picking was about a mile from Wolf Creek and it flows and sorry, it was about a mile from the town of Wolf Creek and this Prickly, little Prickly Pear Creek flows into the Missouri River. The water levels were 10 times higher than normal that summer due to spring runoff. Dennis reported that while picking mushrooms, the river bank gave way under Leslie's feet. She fell into Little Prickly Pear Creek and went under a fallen log. Dennis reported that he jumped into the water to save her, but he was almost pulled in too. When the investigators spoke with Dennis, they noted that his clothes were dry. Leslie's body was never found. Her family always suspected that Dennis was somehow involved. Leslie was declared a victim of accidental drowning. If she actually drowned, wouldn't her body have... This is the Missouri River. I mean, so little Prickly Pear Creek goes into the Missouri River. And sure. the Missouri River is very wide. Okay. And... Um, Depending on, so this is in Montana, so it could be, uh, there could be, I, I just, don't, I can't even imagine what this looks like if there's, there's high sides, sure. um, if this is, you know, cut through the, the rock, but, but, and even though it was fast moving, um, this little creek area, this, so it, yeah, yeah. It's, um, the fact that his clothes weren't wet when he said they were is, right. Right. is something that's upsetting. And that nothing ever really kind of came of that. Yeah. That it was just excused. So in 1982, Dennis married again. The second marriage ended in divorce. His second wife had adopted Dennis and Leslie's daughter, and the daughter remained with her. In the fall of 1987, Dennis married Kathy Frost in Maine. A month after they were married, on October 11, 1987, they visited Acadia National Park. While there, Kathy accidentally fell off of an 80-foot cliff. Dennis was the only witness. He reported that they had been taking pictures of sea otters, but sea otters didn't live in, the area, in that area of the park. Kathy's friends reported that she was terrified of heights and would not have stood close to the edge of the cliff, as Dennis reported. Dennis moved back to Montana. In February 1988, a detective from the state of Maine questioned Dennis 
and Dennis admitted to pushing Kathy off of the cliff to her death. He said that the motive was to collect on a $200,000 life insurance policy that had double indemnity in case of accidental death. He was sentenced to 50 years. Do we know if there was a life insurance policy on Leslie? Okay. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so that, that insurance policy for Kathy Frost would have paid out $400,000. Okay. I didn't know that because I didn't know what double indemnity no. meant. But um, So once authorities heard uh, this, they reopened Leslie's case and found that he had purchased a $20,000 life insurance policy on her life, on Leslie. A former investigator with the Montana Department of Justice interviewed Dennis in 2000. Dennis confessed to pushing Leslie into the creek and watching her drown. He said that he planned on going to the river that day to kill Leslie. Dennis was charged with Leslie's death, death in October 2000. He was still serving time in Thompson, Maine prison. Um, he pled guilty in exchange for a 10-year sentence, but before the case could proceed, Dennis Larson, 50 years old, killed himself in prison. I just want to say that it a 10-year sentence for somebody's life. I, I don't care if he's already serving life, but a 10-year sentence, that's a slap. Right. <laughs> and that was in 2000 when they realized that. And she went she, missing in 1975. 72. But, right, and, but to say that, that somebody's life is only worth a 10-year sentence, I, that makes me angry. Yeah. And Leslie Gail Larson was 20 years old the last time that she was seen on June 10, 1975, in Wolf Creek, Montana. Leslie would be 66 years old today. She is a Caucasian female that stood 5'4 and weighed around 160 pounds. She usually wore her brown hair long, but it was cut short when she went missing. Her ears were pierced, and she had a scar on her right knee. If you know anything about the whereabouts of Le Leslie Gale Larson, contact the Lewis and Clark County Coroner's Office at 406 442 7398. I think this is the first time that we have to contact, the, that we are asking people to contact the coroner's office. It's interesting. But the hope is, is that, you know, something that gets found, <clears throat> the, the, somebody has confessed to a murder. Right, there's nobody to, to punish at this point. Right. Just hopefully remains to return to the family or right. um, um, some of those things, but. I think it's interesting that his daughter chose to stay with his second wife. Well, and I don't know that it was I don't know that she chose because he would have he would have so Leslie was 20 when they at this time at the right. time that she went missing. Um she graduated from high school at 18. This child would only would have been an infant. Right. And so but the but the second the second ex-wife um adopted her and the child stayed with her and was sure. raised by her. Um, I'm glad for that because... Well, what would have happened to what her? What would have happened to her? Did it say anywhere that Dennis was abusive? It didn't. Sure. It didn't say anywhere. However, when you... I don't know, it's my personal style to go through and do things in a chronological order yeah. because that's how my brain works, I guess. But when you look at um, that... He, two years is about what he, mm -hmm. um, before, he divorced one wife, um, and, but he killed two. 
right. after a very short amount of time. And he, the, um, it, so he, he didn't have a very good track record. He, he didn't stay with these women for very long. And it, what's interesting to me is, is that both policies went through the same company. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that there's not some, some alert. Yeah, huge alert. Yes, maybe yeah. there is nowadays, but and maybe I hope there is. I would hope so. But but it was the same company that he went through, and what I found interesting is is that these retired detectives putting a little bit of pressure on him. He caved. Yeah, yeah, they didn't didn't take him much to it, w- once. It, it really didn't. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it. Um, no. I mean, they didn't have to, you know, work on him for years and years and years to, mm-hmm. to try to get an answer. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, say, it didn't say whether or not he maintained a relationship with, with his daughter or any of those things, or if he had any other children along the way. But, sure. Um, That's terrifying. It's just terrifying. It's terrifying. Because, you know, and we don't know if he, we don't know if he was physically abusive to any of these people, but that's kind of the honeymoon phase. And so how do you... One month. How do you know a person? At Kathy Frost, he, so the, the little bit of information about Kathy was, is that, was that she really wanted to, she was somebody who really wanted to get married. Sure. And, um... She was vulnerable. And she was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And but but even before this she was saying that maybe she made a mistake. They had been married one month. Right. And this was absolutely his MO. This was his intent. This right. had been he had he had intended to to do this to Leslie. I mean that was his intention. Mm-hmm. And um while he may not have been he may or may not have been physically abusive, the act of pushing somebody in to uh, into the water and watching them drown. Oh my gosh. Or off of a cliff is uh, uh, evil. 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 Yeah. I don't even know. I, I, I think that watching somebody drown, it feels like it would feel like it would take forever. Yeah. Yeah. And with Leslie, they, they, had, a, they had a young child together, so. It makes you, I think that it would make you, uh, now today we have things, you know, um, online dating and all those options. Um, hearing these things and how people can act and, and respond um, and their ulterior motives uh, sure doesn't make you want to date anybody. Right. Yeah. It just makes you question, like, how well do you know somebody? Well, if, I mean, yeah. they... Leslie and him were together for longer than a couple months. You know, yeah. I mean, there had been a couple best, of years. At best, a couple of years. Right. She was only 20. Right. And, and you know, there's at best a couple of years. Yeah. But he couldn't be with somebody for more than a couple of years. Right. His second wife, though, for whatever reason, you know, um, I mean, it wasn't concern for the child because he killed the child's mother. Right. Right. 
So, um, I don't know, but fortunately somebody was paying attention and somebody went in and just, somebody with some skills went in and connected the dots, connected the dots, yeah. could see what had happened and I don't know when, so right now I'm watching uh, a series, Mind Hunters, and I'm not sure where it's through, but it's it, but it talks about the the beginning development of behavioral sciences in the FBI and law enforcement and using some of that. Sure. And those those techniques about questioning at that time they were questioning serial killers, but sure. but the um, the uh, behavioral science behind some of those things. And um, it's interesting. It is very interesting, and I would I would say that in you know. They're probably there. This was this is the at least Leslie's death was in 1972, I believe, and and um, but there were advancements made in in those interviewing techniques um, as time went on, and and they were able to they were able to um, get a guilty plea out of him, which which just it well it's not it doesn't write anything. Um, it's something. Yeah. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos along with information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. My distraction this week are just random funny tweets that I have saved on my phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've that, either is found that the category? On, that's the category. Yeah. It's funny uh, tweets that I've saved on my phone. Yeah, I feel like they're relatable. Okay. I feel like they're relatable tweets. Okay. I don't... Maybe they came from Pinterest or Facebook. I have no idea. Because I'm not on Twitter. I don't even know where I found them. But <laughs> they're just funny things that I have saved on my phone. Every morning I ask the dog the usual before pouring her food into... <laughs> before pouring her food into her bowl. And neither of us thinks it's funny, but that's showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> the usual? Yep. I, I, I don't know, maybe, but I do that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> all the time. There's, uh, there's certain things that yeah. you... Mm -hmm. Yep. For nobody, for no audience. <laughs> it's not... It's just part of the routine. It's just part of the routine. Yeah. Been watching my kid play outside from the sunroom, and he's been standing outside the door saying, Bacon... For like 10 minutes, and I keep saying, we don't have any. <laughs> but then I just realized he's been saying, back in. <laughs> I'm freezing to death, Mom. <laughs> we don't have any bacon. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Back in. Back in. Bacon. It's where her mind was going yeah. to. It was the power of suggestion. I was behind a grandmother who was apparently visiting Starbucks for the first time. The barista said, can I get a name for your drink? She looked very confused and slowly said, I guess just call it Bob. <laughs> well, I just want to say... If you've never been there... Because it is a foreign world. And, yes. And also... They're not small, medium, and large. 
you need to know Veni, Vidi, and Grande. Latte or something. And then, and then, not only that, it's all foreign. Yeah. The process doesn't isn't necessarily intuitive. Right. And, uh, well, you could call it Bob. Uh, yeah, call it Bob, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing I've learned in life, and I can't stress this enough, you got to make salad in a bigger bowl than you think. Every, yes, single, every single time. time. Just take out a Tupperware bowl. Because regular bowls aren't enough. No. And I, I, I don't know for sure if they're talking about a, a, a lettuce salad, but I made a rainbow bean salad. Mm. And on Scott, I needed a, a basically a small bathtub <laughs> to accommodate. Yes. And to get it all mixed up and to hold it. <laughs> because... I, it's just, they just multiply or honestly, something. Honestly. I know. Sometimes I feel like I've got my life together, but then my windshield gets foggy and I don't know what temperature to use to get rid of it. I still don't. Even on my best days, I, don't, I still don't know. Defrost. How to defrost it. Uh, in the car? Or yeah, in the car. When it's like this weird, like too hot, too cold, and your windshield is foggy. So do you turn it to colder or do you turn it to hotter? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's one of life's greatest mysteries, I feel like. I didn't know that was a... I, oh, I, you have it figured out. I, I, it, no, but now if you were to ask me what I... Because sometimes defrost doesn't work. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like defrost has to be on the right, either cold or hot. I don't, I don't know. Hot, hot doesn't usually work for you. Sometimes, no. Really? Okay, like maybe in the summertime. Okay. When it's like cooler at nighttime. Yep. And then you get in your car, but it's like not cold enough yep. to turn the heat on. Yep. And then your windshield's foggy. Yep. So it's like, do you turn the heat on? Yep. Or do you turn the cold on? No. Because it's warm. No. But your windshield's foggy from yep. the cold. Um, I don't... <laughs> I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I... I, This is kind of... I didn't know that I... That was... That was a... Oh. I didn't know that was a question. Well, that's good. You've got it figured out. Well, I... I only ever put defrost on hot. Oh. That would make sense. I've never had the issue. Sure. I don't think. Now you'll know if you have the issue. Now I'll have the issue. It's been brought attention. Brought to your attention. Now that it's been brought to my attention. This is things I didn't know I didn't know. (laughs) You didn't know that you struggled with. I oh I don't I don't struggle with it yet, but that you know of. Right. And now I'm gonna have now I'm gonna be driving with my head out the window like a dog. Again. I don't think that's a good idea. No, don't do no, that. No, that's a bad idea. No. Triscuits are the perfect snack for anyone who has ever wanted to eat wicker furniture. <laughs> but you know what? I still buy them. I love them. I still buy them. I love them, but it's true. It's so true. I and I don't I want just the regular because I yeah. am so dull. That I don't want any. I don't want no any, flavors. I don't need any flavors on my no. wicker basket. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I I love triscuits. I have a box sitting in my cupboard right now. I know. I still buy them, but it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's true. Wicker furniture. It is true. A little bit of salt. A little bit of salt. It, you know what? It's you know shredded wheat. Yeah. It is the same thing. It is. It's yeah. just a squished shredded wheat with a yeah. little salt on it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't sound very good at no. all. But I'll still buy them. <laughs> Me too. I didn't realize I was supposed to know how to do everything by my second rodeo. That still seems like a very low number of rodeos. It does. And why rodeo? Well, this isn't my first rodeo. I know, but why rodeo? Why? I don't this know. isn't my first 
Taurus. This is my first. <laughs> right. Why can't it be applied to the situation? Right. Why this isn't is my radio? first um, marathon. Right. This, I mean, all these are all impossibilities. So. Right. Yeah, rodeo. Hmm. I just want to know why my clothes only get caught on the door handle when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> That's the only time it's going to happen. It's going to really take you off. <laughs> I hate it when people ask me to wash their stuff. What if someone comes and actually tries to take it? Do I have to fight them? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not ready, ready and I don't want don't to. Just make me. This is my last one. I may not be the prettiest or the funniest girl out there, but let me tell you something. I'm also not the smartest. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. This isn't, uh... <laughs> Just in not case. The first, it's not the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had so much fun talking to you about gross desserts. I thought I'd give you some more. Oh, good. These are... these. This is, this is especially for the holiday season. Christmas. Actually, it's not, but it's just... Sure. So, um... Vinegar pie. Oh, gosh. So this is what it says. This dessert is literally what its name implies. It doesn't need any other explanation. Believe it or not, vinegar pie happens to be one of several pies that that are have come to be known as des desperation pies. Oh. Um, <laughs> if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this disgusting pie, I don't know what the hell on earth would. I mean, like, like... Like, like we're so desperate. Pie? Yeah, we need we I just mean, need to mix everything together and hope it turns out. I don't know. Oh. I thought it kind of looked like a custard, kind of, and I didn't oh, know if gosh. maybe maybe vinegar. It didn't sound like it didn't oh. sound like. This is a this second one is and this is considered a dessert, but rotten cheese platter. For instance, there's a queso marzu from Sardinia, a cheese that is so disgusting that it has actually been banned. Also known as maggot cheese, rotten cheese, and a person's sign of no self-respect, queso marzu is prepared by means of a finely metered fermenting process that does not allow any standard sanitation procedures. Gross! To put it in simple words, when you have queso marzu, you're basically consuming cheese that is literally garbage. And pretending that it's a delicacy. And probably spending a lot of money for it. I just want to say, blue cheese. But why Why do they even make it? If it's banned and it's absolutely disgusting, why even make it? And how do they even get away with making it if there's no sanitation process? Well, I mean, this is somebody's interpretation of the oh. rotten cheese platter. Gotcha. I mean, it has a name. So okay. I, I think that it's probably a little bit legit. But, like, blue cheese is basically rotting cheese. It's, it's not gross. really rotten. No, blue cheese is delicious. Well, so it's gross on its own. I Like, I couldn't eat just a piece of blue cheese. I don't mind it in things, but I can't eat it on its it own. It sounds like you're prejudiced against blue I am. cheese. <laughs> is it because it's blue? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just good to know. Now you know. Uh, this, this had a couple of... Um, of uh, umlauts and oh, sure. other things over its name, okay. so I may not be saying the name correctly. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But so if you want to find the recipe, you might need to. You might need to do a little research. Sure. This this is called blood platter. Oh. 
so the Vikings concocted a type of pancake known as blood platter, B-L-O-D-P-L-A uh, colon over top of the A. Oh, okay. T-T-A-R. Hmm. Um, this pancake is made using dark molasses and pork blood, served only in Sweden and Finland. The dish contains whipped blood and a number of other ingredients. It is similar to black pudding. It's a tad bit thinner, crispier, and typically served with reindeer or pork meat. I prefer my pancakes without blood. Yeah, or molasses. I mean, a little bit of molasses, maybe, but you can keep the blood. The pork Yuck. blood. In Sweden. Do they still Sweden, do they still eat it though? I would say I would say yeah. Ew. That. Not all the time, and it may right. be... Right. It's just like a traditional they, dish they or something. Ludafisk, for God's sake, they'd eat yeah. this. So, yeah. this is, um, I guess you make um, the most out of the situation. Lamprey pie. The lamprey pie is prepared using a baked eel-like fish and set in a cool syrup before being covered with a large raised crust. Fish in a cool syrup. Ew. Pie. What's the syrup made out of? Um, it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. I mean, what really actually goes with lamprey? Tartar sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not making I mean, it. I mean, I never. Good either way. And I don't know if the lamprey is the is the lamprey the, the electric one or is that the slime creating? Oh you yeah. Know, I when don't you know. touch it, it just it does the oozes slime. I'm I mean, not I sure. not interested. No, I don't. I don't want my pancakes with blood in it, and I want my pie with something sweet. Right. Can be cool, but I want it fishy sweet. pie. Blech. <laughs> uh, this is. I mean, this is just ruining all of. Your favorite things. Lobster ice cream. Ew. Why? If you have that much lobster, Ew. it's just wrong. Is it like chunks of lobster or is it like I, pureed lobster made into Really? Ice cream? Would that make a difference? No, I wouldn't. I'm just curious. Like, do you just swallow it or do you chew it? Nope. Yuck. Now, this isn't bad, but this is all included in the same group. Stewed fruit. Hmm. Old fruit brought to a boil with a ton of sugar added. Sounds like applesauce. Yeah. Fruit. Fine. Fine. Of all these things, fine. But it's old. It's old fruit. Well, it did say it was old yeah. fruit. Applesauce. It's the same thing. Well, I suppose. Red bean cake. Hmm. An Asian delicacy of red bean paste that is frozen and sprinkled with sesame seeds. Some versions um, mash the red beans with a gelatin. Why? And the sesame seeds, really? That makes it better? I feel like there's just better things to eat. Or not. Or starve to death and <laughs> die. Honestly. Ick. Lardy cake. Oh, I'm sure this one's It's a rich spice bread that is made up of rendered lard. It contains raisins, currants, spice, sugar, and flour. 
I'm not sure which I dislike more, the lard or the raisins. Isn't that just like fruitcake? Maybe. Or is fruitcake, no, fruitcake's not made with the lard. It could be. It looks I, like I, it. It looks like it Ugh. is. Yuck. Why lard? Like they couldn't just use vegetable oil? Like a, a, Crisco? Just a, yeah, a just a Crisco? teaspoon of... Well, I, I don't know, but I, frankly, I don't think lard is any worse than... I mean, Crisco, well, it's Crisco disgusting. Crisco oil, anything. It's disgusting. But that just... It's just the word. It's just the description of it. Yeah. Maybe it's delicious. Green dysentery. Oh, <laughs> that's the actual name. <laughs> I assume that you... It starts out as green dysentery and it ends up as green uh, dysentery. Right. It's a kiwi fruit sauce that is colored with strawberries. There is a chocolate version called diarrhea with dried droppings. Sorry, called diarrhea with dried droppings served in Taiwan's, quote, modern toilet restaurant, mm. unquote. It is a shaved ice cream that is served in a toilet-shaped bowl. Yeah, I don't... Sound appetizing. And I, really, really, I, no. Ick. Sussex Pond Pudding Ew. is a traditional English pudding uh, using a pastry of whole lemons, butter, and sugar. It is boiled or steamed for several hours. It is rich and heavy. It doesn't sound. But why is it called that? Sussex Pond Pudding? Yeah. I pond suppose, because actually it kind of looks like something you'd dig out the bottom of a nasty oh. pond. It, it doesn't look very good. It doesn't look very good at all oh. when it's cooked. I mean, it doesn't sound horrible. No, it doesn't sound horrible. Lemons, butter, and sugar. But the actual thing itself, it does look like you just scooped out the bottom of a mucky Ew. pond and put it on a the other one, this I don't, it's, I don't think it's actually made of this, but it looks like this. It's shaped like it, and it's intended to look like a fungus toe cookie. What is it made out of? Well, um, just a cookie that's I think made to look like that. Yeah, Ew. like a like a like a like a. So toe. it may be a good cookie. It just looks disgusting. Uh, yeah, could sure, could, but I. Nope. 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 Not doing it. I don't want my cookies to look like toes. Ew. Or yeah, a fungusy one. Or a fungusy one. And then a deep capitated <laughs> removal from the body. I mean it's not only that, it's suckers. It's it's and it's yeah. Gross. It's gross. It's gross. And I, I did say that these were gonna be gross desserts, but now I made myself a little bit nauseous and I don't feel so good. 